Welcome to Self Love Ignited. My name is Katie Allen. I am your host, and we are all about igniting the flame of self love and body acceptance inside of you. This podcast is here to inspire, motivate, and educate you so that you really truly can learn how to love all parts of yourself. What are you waiting for? Let's get to it. All right, welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today I am chatting with Heidi Ricardo. Heidi, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you with me here today. Uh, hi, Katie. How are you? Hello to all of your listeners out there. Um, I am very well, thank you. I am sipping on some beautiful cold peppermint tea because it is like 33 degrees outside. So keeping cool. That's the goal today. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a country way of keeping cool, drinking tea. Drinking tea. Well, I'm also sitting in air conditioning, let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not all country. Um, <laughs> so to get started, um, why don't you just take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us a little bit about you and who you are and where you are in the world. Okay, so my name is Heidi Ricardo and I am a confidence coach. I, what I do, Katie, I help people to rebuild their confidence after they've experienced some loss in their life. So perhaps they have lost a person or they've lost a job or they've lost hope in some way in their lives, something's happened and they really do need that support to, to rebuild themselves, re, rebuild that sense of worth after something that's happened in their lives. So this is of particular importance for me because I myself have known what it's like to feel like I lack confidence. And so it's, a very, it's a, an issue that's very dear to my heart. Mm. That's profound. That's some, that's really, really important work that you're doing as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, very rewarding and it's an absolute honor to, to work with people when they are taking this courageous step to, to really want to have more in their lives. They want to be empowered. They want to have more self-acceptance and, so it really is something I feel very, very connected to in my work. And like I said, I speak from personal experience that I know what it's like to be like that. And sometimes when we're like that, we don't even realize that there is the possibility to, to find our self-worth and self-acceptance again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this podcast here, you know, we are all about self-love and really telling the stories of women just like you who have come from a place of maybe not liking parts of themselves, not loving parts of themselves to really, you know, to that place of self-acceptance, like you said, whether it's self-acceptance or self-love. So I would love to hear your story. Feel free to sort of start, start at the beginning Tell us a little bit about the challenges that you faced when it came to, you know, your relationship with yourself. Okay. I grew up in a, a large family. I was the youngest of six children. And 
we were a family of high achievers, very competitive. My father had very high expectations of all of his children to, to do well in everything that we attempted to do. And as children, we were encouraged to swim, run, play the piano, dance, all the activities, all the after-school activities that were going on, we did. And as a child, I excelled in many of these different activities. And as a result, I had specialized coaches and became quite an accomplished athlete, a musician, which then meant that there was always a high level of competition. With a high level of competition comes a lot of judgment. And as a, as a young person, I spent a lot of my energy pushing myself to achieve and to be the best. And this, this quality of living your life, it does allow you to achieve a lot, but also it, it puts such an amount of pressure there that when you don't achieve at the highest level or maybe you don't win, you tend to self-sabotage with perfectionism which means that you just cannot function unless you're, you're feeling like you've got that winning quality. So, so when my father, were, when I was 14, my father passed away. And from that moment on, I became very rebellious. So through my teenage years, I went from being a high achiever to being a rebel and being expelled from my boarding school. And I decided that I was going to not engage with activities because that level of pressure that came from within me was, was so high. Wow. So, so this started right from, you said, sorry, you were the youngest of six kids. Is that right? That's right. Yes. So, so, I mean, this has been with you sort of this pressure and this going and this doing and this perfectionism that really, that must've started right from, right from the beginning. Well, it started very early. Yes. As far as I can remember back aged, you know, four or five mm-hmm. already at that age, there was that, uh, level of expectation to perform and Katie you know even today even after all of my years of uh, therapy and meditation even when I'm telling this story right now it makes me feel tired that energy of having to perform at that level it it affects you at a cellular level and Yes, it's very it's a very exhausting way to live, and because when when that kind of conditioning, that expectation comes into your life at such an early age, it becomes a real practice throughout your adult life to to change that pattern of expectation on yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you found yourself, you reached your teenage years and you started rebelling against this, against the perfectionism and the, you know, the achieving everything. 
when you started this rebellious phase, like what was happening inside of you? You know, so the rebellion was like the outside. What was happening inside? What was your um, like self self talk? What was your inner ecosystem like at that point? I, I think I could tell you it was a critic. It was a judgmental critic that was saying, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. I don't accept this, this way of, of being. You're not being enough. And so I had this voice inside of me that really did have a lot of self-doubt lacked a lot of confidence and yet on the outside I was looking extremely confident but on the inside I was feeling extremely lonely, isolated, uh, just completely unworthy, not good enough. Yeah, yeah. It, it affected my my friendships, it affected relationships that I had with with guys it affected how I used alcohol and all sorts of different behaviors and and relationships this lack of self-worth this level of perfectionism it it had a detrimental effect mm. yeah and how did that follow you into adulthood well when I when I because when I was 18, I, when I left school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I got expelled from my boarding school in year 11. So in year 12, I was a, a day student and I took the most number of days off school that you could and still passed year 12. <laughs> but I didn't apply myself to studying at all. And then I had two years out of school where I did a number of jobs that I really wasn't very happy in because I didn't know what I wanted to study. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And my mom suggested teaching. And at the time I thought, all right, well, it's got to be better than this, this job I'm doing at the moment, which was working in an office. And because I'm a, a people person, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be interacting. And here I was just in an office. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try teaching. And when I went to teachers college, I absolutely loved what I was learning. And I loved the practical side of the teaching. Once I was in this situation with other teenagers, I felt like I had this insight and this knowledge of why students were rebelling and then how to help them, how to build their self-worth. So I actually did really very well at university and it was almost like that level of perfectionism was starting to fall away because I felt that where I had the biggest impact wasn't by trying to be the best it was by trying to be an equal and connect with people people wanted to know the real me not this performing Heidi who looked like I was able to do anything right so this I think this human quality once I started to teach really came out and I felt like I can be accepted in this role as a teacher and empower other people. 
and really help them to accept themselves, to have self-worth and self-value, self-esteem. And Katie, look, it was all going along really, really well. I had two years of teaching and everything was great. And then I was struck with a tragedy. My mother passed away and I was there when she passed. And as a result of being in this situation where I tried to revive her, I actually, again, then had this almost like a second bout of self-doubt that came into my life. And this really plagued me. I, I had anxiety and it really then, that experience, it changed my life from then on. It sent me on a very, very deep quest into understanding myself and understanding why I was like this, how I could come to, to know myself, how I could come to accept myself. Mm. Yeah. So I hear so often with people that, um, I'm sorry about your mother, by the way. Um, Thank you. I, I hear so often from people and it's something I've, I've experienced as well. I lost my mother when I was, I was 20. Um, and so I, I understand what it's like to lose a parent at a, at a young age and, and how just profoundly life-changing that can be. And I know so many people say that sometimes there is a trigger and quite often it is a tragedy that sort of sparks the beginning of something. And it, we don't know what that something is in the moment. It's only in hindsight that we can sort of see the bigger picture. Um, so I would love to hear about that. So, you know, you said this was like the beginning. So tell us about that transformation then, because today you are, I mean, obviously you coach people on confidence. You are very self-assured and very confident and you have this beautiful, um, like grounded energy about you, but I'm sure that that didn't just come overnight. Well, first of all, I, I just want to acknowledge the loss of your mother too. That's um, it's something that must have hit you very hard at that age. Mm. Um, yes, it's it's a long journey, really. Like at the time when I lost my mother. I also lost the connection with my extended family that includes my brothers and sisters. And it was a very, very dark time. I hit my rock bottom. And what I did with that was I went traveling and I went on a very deep search, a spiritual journey that took me around the world. It took me to many different teachers enlightened teachers it took me into learning the practice of meditation yoga understanding neuroscience and the body mind connection it really did it took me in every single possible corner that i felt like there was still some self-doubt i wanted to look into that i wanted to know the truth of who I am. I wanted to free myself from, from any restriction, any, any, anything that felt like it was holding me back in life. And so I made it my, my ultimate goal in life. I put everything that I had, I put, I don't want to even guess how much money I put into to courses and therapists and <laughs> 
I mean, really, you, you name it, I did it. Yeah. And it was the most amazing investment really with my, my life because obviously I've sacrificed having a family for this spiritual journey that I've gone on. And you don't have to do that. It, it, we've all got different paths. But for me, I, I a couple of times in, the, in between the last 18 years got married and thought that I was ready to invest myself into a relationship only to find that I was reflecting these, these negative aspects again where somebody else wasn't accepting me. Yeah. And so that even took me even further into my discovery of myself. And ultimately, I was able to break through. You know, you stick at something long enough, you have enough determination and commitment you will succeed. And I've been able to do that through combining everything that I've learned, everything that I, every struggle that I have had, I've been able to learn from that and use that as a platform to, to take me forwards in, in life. And the biggest thing I think that has really, really helped me is being able to combine the things that I love that raise my vibration, like singing, dancing, painting, running, really getting into my body and lifting my myself up. You know, sometimes you wake up and you, you just feel tired or your mind is tired and you're like, I'm not going to push myself. I'm going to gradually move my energy up. I'm going to reach for something more by by taking that that little step not the huge ones that i would have taken when i was younger that would have said you need to get up and go for a run i would be like okay i'm feeling tired but i need to exercise what do you want to do and i would talk to myself and i would start this conversation with myself and i would be like okay all right let's go for a walk and I'd start walking. And then once I was walking, if I felt like I wanted to then run, I would. But I didn't push myself. Yeah. I became my own best friend. And I started to, to bring that quality into everything I did, every moment of my life. So that's the first thing was like having this dialogue with myself to start moving, moving my energy. Secondly, I became aware of the law of attraction. So I really learned that by setting a goal and then focusing on that, just how it's not wishful thinking, it's actually seeing the goal and then taking actions to make it happen, mm -hmm. all right? The third thing, was I learned about neuroscience, neuroplasticity. I learned that the brain can actually be transformed. So the conditioning that we receive in our early lives, we can rewire the neural pathways in our, in our mind at the subconscious level by listening to frequencies, subliminal frequencies that allow us to move through negativity into positivity. So by combining these three things together, 
I was able to move through perfectionism. I was able to affirm to myself every day that I am acceptable. I am imperfect, but that's okay. Things like this that would be running through my head, whereas in the past I would have been saying, you're not good enough or you need to try harder or you need to win. Now I was allowing the life, the energy to be what, what it was. Yeah. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. I think, you know, you said in there that you just became your own friend. And, and I, I, I think so much of what I talk about and I think what you talk about, I've seen some of your stuff and it really does come down to that sometimes, doesn't it? It's, you know, hold yourself in the same level as you do your friends. Be, don't be a jerk be respectful, listen. And, um, you know, I love what you said about having that dialogue with your body, just actually asking, what do I need today? Yeah. Like that's so powerful. Also, I just want to say today, literally the day we are recording this, I have been listening to like binge listening to Joe Dispenza videos all about, do you know Joe Dispenza? I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, he has, you know, there's lots of versions of law of attraction and and neuroscience and he talks about all that sort of stuff. So I just, I love the synchronicity where that's literally, I've been submerged in that all day. And that's what, that's what, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. It it is really incredible, I think, because depending on what part of the world you grow up in, you usually get one side of the whole you know, you see the, the yin and yang symbol, or there's always two sides to something, but when you combine them together and you get that connection, you get this whole picture. So by, for me, by combining Eastern philosophy and wisdom of yoga and meditation with modern day science of neuroscience, this really does give this complete picture of how to make us whole, how to break through. Because I think with, with only one side, you, you are left still with pieces of the puzzle incomplete. Yeah. You might do a few courses and things, and then at the end, you only really understand parts of the picture, whereas... At some point in our lives, if we keep on persisting, we do feel like we start to see the big picture. We start to become really grateful for each of the the struggles and we can see why we've had those struggles. I can now see that I wouldn't be able to speak to my clients and understand and have that compassion and empathy if I hadn't experienced what I've experienced in my life. It's, it, it is, each, each experience really is happening for us to be able to complete this big picture. And I think another thing to note there is that even when we have accomplished a certain amount of wholeness, we're still moving through life. Life is still this unknown mystery. And that in itself, the not knowing the future is it takes great presence, acceptance. So where we come to accept ourselves, we have to accept that this is a mystery as well. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue 
to require courage and confidence to keep on going through the future. There will always be more challenges and we will always have that ability to rise to them when we listen to ourselves. Oh, you just gave me like tingles all up my spine. Yes, that's I'll it. I'll be honest, I just gave myself a few tears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much sharing my, my truth is healing me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh. Thank you to your listeners for listening as well. Yeah. I, the, that, that's why this podcast exists is because it is transformational to heal stories and it's transformational to tell your story. It is healing. It, it, it does things that, you know, typing something out is not the same as talking it out and, you know, yeah, I'm not. Anyway, I'm, I'm grateful that you are here and I, I really, um, you know, I just, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being honest too and actually like allowing it to come out instead of suppressing it and trying to, you know, be perfect like younger you might have. Do you know what's absolutely incredible? It's so funny, but whenever I really get to that point of feeling that breakthrough when you find that truth, I always feel like I've just had a great shower or I just lost 10 kilos. It's so liberating. It's like I want to just stand up and do a dance or a thing or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, gains momentum. Right. <laughs> so, so, the, so tell me this. I'm really curious. And I like to ask all of my guests this because, and everybody has a different answer. But this journey that you have been on of, you know, becoming your own friend and releasing this perfectionism and stepping into, you know, sort of present day Heidi, would you call this a journey of self-love or self-discovery? Like what, if you had to put a term to it, what feels the most true? Oh, I think it's, it's for me, it's been a journey of self-discovery because honestly, I think that love is a word that when we use that word, we, it quite often comes with a whole lot of expectation or, or there's, there's such a story that we're told in the media or in families or, you know, that what love is. But I think love is the discovery. By discovering who we are, we discover love. We discover freedom. We discover that our essence is love. So it's one of those words that, yeah, it's, it's the mystery. It's like saying life, you know, to me. I, I think that we're all on a path of, of discovery. What we find is love. What we find is freedom. What we find is choice. What we find is abundance and, and happiness. Yeah. However, if we look for those things directly, we usually don't find them. You know, like if you look for love, you don't usually find it. Or if you look for happiness, but if you look to discover who you are, you find these things. It's like an indirect finding. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Because if we look for love, we will look for it in the places that we might have been conditioned. You know, you look for it in a partner or you look for it in 
um, a job or something like that. But actually, when you discover yourself, you find yourself doing things that are natural for you. And out of that comes love, out of that comes the happiness and the joy and all those other wonderful qualities that we really want in life and we seek. I love your perspective on this. And I love how you're not willing to like go deep. Or I love how you are willing to just go deep with it. I think it's great. <laughs> dive in, dive in. We've got nothing to lose. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Courage. Courage is really the taking that first step though, isn't it? Because when we go on the journey, we don't know whether we're going to succeed, but it's that leap of faith, that courage that we know we, we have to go on it. That's what life is. It's taking the leap. And then we find it, we find what we're looking for. And we probably didn't even know what we we're looking for. We we're just going because we get to that point where you're like, I can't not do it. Right. It becomes inevitable. And so, yeah, I, I, I would encourage anybody that thinks, oh, I'm afraid to do it. The, the fear actually disappears when you just make the decision and go. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I was starting my company, I really didn't know what it was that I was, how I, how I was going to create it, you know, who was going to want to coach with me and so many things about starting up a company are unknown. And yet I was taught by my coach, you know, the, the saying, ready, aim, fire. I was taught ready, fire, and then aim later. So fire is take action. Yeah. Get ready and just take action. And the more you take action, you can refine the details along the way. But if you wait until everything is perfect, you never take the action. So just take the action now. And then as you go, you will come to understand more. You'll come to refine what it is that you're doing. And that is the learning process. Yeah, yeah. It is. So I, I want to, so, you know, you mentioned that you have your own company and, and we know that you're a coach. So tell me how has this journey of like, I mean, really this lifelong journey of self-discovery that you have been on, how did this lead you to entrepreneurship? I wanted to start my own company 18 years ago. So I'd had the two years of teaching and that was when my mother passed away. But the night before I, I, my mother actually passed, I was speaking to her about what I wanted to do, how I wanted to start a company. I wanted to start a, a health retreat where I empower, helped empower people through meditation and yoga and things that I was learning at that time. That was at age 26. Yeah. You know, here I am at 46. And it's, it's now happening. And I think that, you know, I, I, it's really a, an amazing thing how life works because I haven't had any social media up until I started this business. And I've just recently had some past students that I taught in 2000 and 2001 that were teenagers then 
that have reached out to me and they have told me that even at that stage, 19 years ago, they have still retained something that I taught them and they've taken it through their lives and it has had an impact on them when, when they've been in troubling times. And I can't tell you how much that touches my heart because that's the purpose I became a teacher. Yeah. And when you teach or when you, when you help others, you don't know the impact you're having. It's only, you know, for me to hear that, it was such a rewarding experience and gives so much encouragement to keep going and to keep doing what you're doing because we all affect other people, whether we do it in a negative or a positive way, but we all have that, that interaction, that connection with other people and let's use it for a positive. Let's, you know, use it to really, really support people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So if there's, if there's somebody listening to this, who is maybe where you were back when you were a teenager or in your twenties in that space of either perfectionism or self-doubt or, they have a really loud inner critic and, and they're sort of on, on the edge, they're, they're on the verge, they, you know, getting ready to take the leap. If there is one exercise or one practice that you could recommend, only one, what would it be? All right. I think that the, the, most, the most profound one at that point is a prayer, a Hawaiian prayer called Ooponopono. Mm -hmm. and do you know that one Katie I do yes yeah it's it to me it is really I mean it really helps that critic that voice of the critic because just the very four simple lines of I am so sorry please forgive me I love you thank you the vibration of these words is so positive and it cuts through any of that negativity. So being able to practice that morning and evening or whenever you feel that there is that, that voice inside of doubt or judgment, just to be able to say those words and to feel them in your heart, not just say them, really feel them at a cellular level is really a transforming prayer. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I, I love that because that's something that anybody can do you know you don't need any other tools you don't need anything that that's something that you have control of and the power to do within you today really right now absolutely absolutely you don't actually need to go anywhere you don't need to go to india you know you don't need to do all of these <laughs> these things however i think you know as as humans we're like oh i need to do all these things before i'll be ready to accept myself or before i'll you know choose to be happy or whatever it is but it's always right here and it's making that decision to to listen to yourself to take that time to feel your own presence and to speak kindly to yourself yeah yeah definitely and Ooponopono definitely has that vibration it has a beautiful, it, it's a, such a simple, such simple words, but it's such a beautiful vibration. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Heidi, as we are getting ready to wrap up, we've been chatting for a lot longer than I realized. Really? <laughs> it feels like it was five minutes. I know, I know. I And I could ask you so many more questions, but in the interest of keeping this sort of uh, a, a bite-sized episode, um, I just want to sort of get ready to wrap up. But I want to ask you, is there anything else that you would like to add any other um, advice or insights or any other like tips that you want to that you want to add before we wrap up i just while while we were just talking just now at the end i did feel a heart meditation that i'd just really quickly like to share Please? it's something that i think profoundly impacted me about about 10 years ago maybe 11 years ago and it's called Atisha Heart Meditation. It comes from the Book of Secrets. And Atisha Heart Meditation, it, it really recognizes that the heart, the energy of the heart is what transforms anything that is negative into, into love. And so I think it's the opposite of what we're often taught in meditation, which is to breathe in love and breathe out your problems but this is actually the the opposite it is to breathe into your problems breathe into your pain and breathe out love into the world the heart can transform anything that is negative so by breathing in to your pain and feeling that in the heart and then allowing that to then breathe out peace and love into the world. You're really transforming yourself, taking responsibility for yourself, and then ready to give love to the world. That's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for joining me today. I have absolutely loved talking to you. You you have such an incredible story. And I really want to encourage any listeners, if you're listening and you want to find out more about Heidi, all of her, her links to her social media and her website are down in the show notes. But please reach out. She's, uh, she, she's, she's a good one. You want her in your life. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Katie. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you really honor yourself today. Take that time. It only has to be a couple of minutes each day, but really, really feel into yourself and take care. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed hearing Heidi's story as much as I enjoyed speaking with her. If you want to get in touch with her or connect with her on social media, like I said, the links to her uh, website and her social media are in the show notes. As well, if you would like to be part of our free members hub, I would love to see you there. This is an absolutely free area full of information and ways to help you on your own self-love journey. There is a checklist, there is an ebook, there are links to various meditations like guided meditations and visualizations, um, some video highlights. It's just a nice sort of bite-sized little hub 
where you can go into and it will help you on your own journey. Anyways, if you want to find out more about that, the link to do that is in the show notes as well. I would also love to connect with you on social media, Instagram or Facebook. My links are also in the show notes. Thank you for joining us today. So much love to you. Here is to you loving all that you are.